Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumlings.com. The Buffalo Bills regular season is finally here. The preseason's over, training camp is over, the roster cuts are over. We'll have some conversation about roster cuts today. We look ahead to the 2019 season for the Buffalo Bills. As always, please send in your questions for next week's episode, 716-508-0405. Tweet us at rumblings, Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us emails, Rumblings at sbnation.com. Instagram messages, Facebook messages, Buffalo Rumblings at both of those places as well. After the Bills beat the Jets, we'll love to take your questions as the Bills head into week two of the NFL regular season. We've got questions on LaShawn McCoy, the roster moves, and a whole lot more. So stick around for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. This week's question I'm getting a lot is, what do you think the Bills record is going to be? As kids and teachers and folks start going back to school after the end of summer, that's the question I hear a lot when I run into people for the first time in a long time. Um, They don't really ask me about Josh Allen right now or the offense in general because the fourth preseason game, I mean, it's been two weeks since Josh Allen was on the field. So, well, over a week, a week and a half now. And uh, so people just want to know how the Bills are going to do. I can uh, I can see scenarios where the Bills go five and eleven and bomb. I can see scenarios where the Bills go eleven and five and really exceed expectations. A lot of it's going to come down to Josh Allen. I think he's competent enough to set that kind of floor at five wins. And the um, he's also raw enough where I would set the ceiling kind of at eleven wins. And, and kind of go somewhere in between there. Um, I still think this is an 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven team. They're going to have problems moving the ball from time to time and being consistent um, until Josh Allen proves that he can do that when he can get, you know, 8 yards on 3rd and 7 every single time. Uh, move the chains consistently. We know he's got the big play abilities, but we need that consistency out of him and the Bills offense in order to kind of say that this is going to be a contending team. So I'm still going with my 8-8 projection. Um, It it would be very, very difficult for me to see them not winning at least five games. I think this defense is really solid. Josh Allen has proven that he's a capable NFL quarterback. Um, I'm not going to go much further than proven capable. Um, 
he can win games in this league. He's confident. Uh, the Bills have enough weapons on offense where they can get that job done. Um, so even if he gets hurt, Matt Barkley can come in and run some sort of NFL offense with Brian Dable. I think that the Bills are at least a five-win team. But I keep coming back to that eight and eight record, and then a couple breaks could you know move them up a game or two, and a couple breaks could move them back a game or two. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'll have a, a, another article about this on buffalorumlings.com during the week, and that's the question I'm getting a lot this week. <laughs> Our next question comes from the phone line at 716-508-0405. How are we doing? My name is Donald Duffy. I'm from Sanac Lake, New York in the Adirondack Park upstate. My question for Buffalo Rumbling is, I would like to know who y'all think the star running back is going to be. We got TJ Yeldon, we got Frank Gore and uh, Singletary, and from just watching what McDermott and Bean said, they like what uh, Singletary has to offer. I mean, that's kind of why they dropped McCoy. But uh, just watching TJ Yeldon over the preseason, I really liked what I saw, and I think he could really help us out, especially with Frank Gore as that veteran back, giving those guys some advice. No, I'm not saying we don't play Frank Gore, because I definitely think we should. Guy still got some gas left in the tank. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, see what your thoughts were. Thank you much. First of all, thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. As far as uh, Saranac Lake goes, it's a wonderful part of the country. I've been to the Adirondacks many times and um, done some hiking up there, camping, backpacking, canoeing. Uh, really just enjoy the Adirondacks in general, so you all should get up there and uh, get to Saranac Lake and other places. As far as your question, I think that the first guy to get a carry in the regular season is probably going to be Frank Gore. They're not going to want to you know, overwhelm Devin Singletary right off the bat. He's going to be flying high, I would think, in week one. And of course, Gore has been there, done that. So I think he's going to be the first guy through. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised at all if Singletary was the starting running back by the end of the season, even with LaShawn McCoy on the roster. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be you know, Devin Singletary is the second man through and TJ Yeldon's the third man through. I think they're really going to rotate a lot like the New England Patriots have done over the last few years. And of course, offensive coordinator Brian Dable comes from that coaching tree. They're going to get Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, and TJ Yeldon all involved. I think you'll see Yeldon involved a little bit more in the passing game, Gore involved a little bit more in the running game, and then Singletary kind of straddling the line between the two. They really like what he can bring to that table. So if you're asking me who's going to get the most carries, I think it's Singletary. If who's going to be the first guy through the, the line is probably going to be Frank Gore. And, you know, it's just they're going to rotate a lot. There's going to be carries to go around. There's going to be plays to go around, blocking plays, passing plays, all that. So it's going to be a, a true rotation. And that's, I think, one of the reasons they got rid of LaShawn McCoy is that he would have been a little bit more unhappy in that rotation. And Brandon Beat alluded to that in his press conference on Saturday after they released McCoy, that he, I mean, he didn't say it in so many words. He just said he thought that this was going to be better for McCoy because he wouldn't have to be part of a committee. So, uh, and, and that's paraphrasing. I'm not quoting Bean directly, but it was pretty obvious, at least to me, that he was referencing McCoy's ego and 
having to make sure that he was placated in the Bills running back attack. So thanks for your question all the way from Saranac Lake at 716-508-0405. Our Twitter question of the week comes from BMAC at B-E-E-G-888 on Twitter. How long do you think they will hold on to 10 offensive linemen? Is this for real, or does Bean have something up his sleeve as far as trade bait? Well, I, I don't really know 100%, but what we can do is look to the past to see where the Bills sit in regards to roster building. And in each of Sean McDermott's two seasons, Brandon Bean's two seasons, they've kept 9 or 10 offensive linemen all the time, uh, where some teams only carry 8, maybe up to 9 the Bills really have liked having 10 linemen on their roster. Now, one or two of those guys, usually two, is inactive on game day. So they're not on the 46-man roster, but they're on the 53-man roster, and that's okay. But um, the Bills have stashed, for instance, Connor McDermott has been living on the inactive list since he, he came to Buffalo. So the Bills are probably going to keep all 10 of those linemen, at least for the foreseeable future unless one of them gets hurt and then they decide not to replace him. From left to right, they have Deion Dawkins, Quentin Spain, Mitch Morse, probably John Feliciano, and then Ty Insecki at right tackle. Cody Ford has been playing at right guard and right tackle, but he was at right tackle, at least at Monday's practice, which kind of leads me to believe he's going to be on the bench to start his rookie season. Ryan Bates and Connor McDermott and Ike Butker are all kind of those depth players. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Butker active on game day because he can play so many positions. Spencer Long will probably be active because he's your top interior reserve. And then Cody Ford because he's your right tackle prospect. And then if Deion Dawkins is hurt, Ty Insecki would probably switch over to left tackle in the middle of the game, which would be tough, but doable. So those would probably be your eight guys that are suited up on a regular basis with Ryan Bates and Connor McDermott kind of being your redshirt players, the guys that are on the 53-man roster but not on the 46-man game day roster. Thanks for your question, at Rumblings Q&A on Twitter. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stick around. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. 
When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Next up, we head back to Twitter. Sexual Pancake at Kiesler the asks us, why does this front office insist on sitting on their hands when making cuts? Nathan Peterman, Shady, Benjamin, all should have been done sooner. Why wait? There's a couple different conversations in this question. The Nathan Peterman one, they thought he looked great in practice, and he did look great in practice. Uh, when the real bullets started flying, he didn't, and so they ended up releasing him eventually. Um, I, I don't understand why he's lumped in with Shady and Benjamin. Maybe you're just talking about holding on to a player longer than other people think that they should, not necessarily to the last minute. Um, you know, Peterman was very good during the the practices and training camp and all that stuff, and, and, and a lot of people said he looked good. It wasn't just the Bills that wanted him to be the starter. He was the best player in the preseason best player in training camp it made sense to putting him to put him into that lead spot at the time uh they only held on to him for a half a game before they put in josh allen so it's not like they you know it's not, it's not like they overstepped and kept him in for eight games watching him you know fall all over himself or something like that they didn't release him because they didn't really have anybody else that was up to speed yet and they eventually got Derek Anderson in and Matt Barkley in, and they were able to release Nathan Peterman. Uh, as far as Calvin Benjamin goes, uh, they were holding out hope, um, and then eventually they released him during the season, mainly because they didn't have a whole lot of other options. If, if you look at the wide receiver group that finished the end of last year, um, it, it was not very good. And so keeping an actual NFL receiver around or somebody that they thought was an actual NFL receiver just gave them a little bit of depth, even though a lot of us knew that the Bills didn't want him around or like him having him around. They kept him because they didn't have anybody else. As far as Shady, all should have been done sooner. Um, you must be talking about the fact that you thought he was declining a year ago. The Bills disagreed with that. Brandon Bean said so in his Saturday press conference when they announced the release of LaShawn McCoy. They blamed the offensive line and the offense as a whole for Shady's lackluster 2018 season. But obviously, they went about addressing that this offseason by signing Frank Gore, by signing TJ Yeldon, by drafting Devin Singletary. The Bills really did a 180 on their running back room over the course of this offseason. And so once they had all of that in place, they decided that they could move on from LaShawn McCoy. Now, if you're talking about doing it late in the summer, you know, they, they kept going and kept going. They could have released a couple weeks ago if they knew that Singletary um, was going to be ready. They could have released him earlier so he could latch on to a new team before cuts. But I don't think LaShawn McCoy ended up in a bad situation. He had multiple suitors, multiple playoff caliber suitors. Uh, if he didn't end up with the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid in that high-powered offense, he was going to re reunite with uh, Anthony Lynn in Los Angeles with the Chargers another team that could go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl this year. So it's not like he didn't have options. It's not like 
well, I'll use Fred Jackson as an example from a few years ago when the Bills released him. They released him a week or so early so that he could get to the Seahawks and earn his roster spot on the Seahawks because people didn't think he had anything left in the tank. Shady's got something left in the tank. It wasn't worth $9 million or $6 million or whatever the Bills were paying him, but he does have something left in the tank, and he's going to fit in in Kansas City a little bit better than he probably would have fit in in Buffalo complaining about his reduced role. So I'm perfectly fine with the timing of all of these situations. If they were able to move on, say they could have got a third-round pick for LaShawn McCoy a year ago, that would have been cool too. I would have been fine with that. But after coming off the playoffs, they needed some sort of semblance of you know, veteran leadership on the offense because Josh Allen was a rookie and they needed to have that veteran on the offense. They didn't have it in the wide receiver room, really. They didn't have it um, along most of the offensive line with Eric Wood and Richie Incognito both gone. They needed some sort of older guy in place. That's why LeSean McCoy was a captain last year, like it or not. So I I think the timing of all of the ones that you mentioned actually wasn't that bad. And the LeSean McCoy one in particular wasn't that bad. I think they released him at the right time. Thanks for your question on Twitter at Rumlings Q and A. Next up, we have Jay Mapstone at Lewiston J, who asks us: Does Christian Wade even want to be a practice squad player, or is his NFL experience coming to an end? Well, I'm sure he would rather prefer to be on the active roster, just like every practice squad player. But uh, a guy doesn't fly out his family to sign a practice squad contract if he's not happy about it. And the Bills posted a picture of Christian Wade with his entire family signing his practice squad contract. He's going to make more, I believe, on the practice squad than he made playing rugby. Just a little bit, not, a, but still, I mean, it's going to be more. And I could be wrong about that. But... He left Wasps rugby team so he could come play football. And um, this is how you get it. I mean, I don't, to my knowledge, no international pathway program has ever made his team's active roster in the first season. And so he had to know that this was the most likely outcome, was that he was going to end up on the practice squad with no hope of being called up to the active roster in his first season. Uh, He will have another shot at making the active roster a year from now. It is a two-year program, though, so he could end up in that 11th practice squad spot again next year as well as he um, approaches his 30th birthday. That wouldn't be ideal for him, obviously, but he has a chance to to be around NFL players to learn the game. It's a great learning opportunity for him. So... um, Going back to your question, does he want to be a practice squad player? Absolutely. If he didn't, he wouldn't have signed his contract. Thanks for your question, Jay. At Rumlings Q&A. Circling the Wagons at CTW Pod, one of the many podcasts on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, asks us, how can the Bills replace Corey Bohorquez? The Bills had a puncher battle this preseason. Corey Carter versus Corey Bohorquez. Bohorquez won almost by default because Carter got hurt halfway through the preseason and wasn't able to finish. It wasn't like a season-ending injury, but it was long-term enough where the Bills uh, placed him, uh, or the Bills moved on from Carter, and uh, Bohork has won by default. 
he wasn't very good. So the Bills did look into other putter, punters. They were in very advanced conversations with Britton Colquitt before he went to the Minnesota Vikings to be with his former head coach, Gary Kubiak, who's an offensive assistant in Minnesota. So much so that um, there were reports that he may have even been on a plane to Buffalo when he got the call from Kubiak. I don't know anything about that, but the Bills are clearly interested in that. According to Ryan Talbot of NewYorkUpstate.com, the Bills brought in at least four punters on Monday. Casey Redfern, Ryan Santoso, Ryan Winslow, and Brock Miller. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about any of those guys, but the Bills are actively trying to get a new punter in here to compete with Corey Bajorquez, replace Corey Bajorquez, however you want to put it. Uh, it'll have to be pretty soon. Uh, if there's not a new punter signed today, Tuesday, when this releases, it'll be hard for that person to be able to hold for Stephen Hauschka in week one. Um, you could also see more of a conversation after week one as uh, veteran contracts aren't guaranteed following week one. So you might see you know, one of those older punters come in and replace Corey Bajorquez at that point in time. Thanks for your question at Rumlings Q&A. Our last question is only two words long, and it's from at Mac5N1. And he asks us, Marcus Murphy? That's an entire question. Let's go with it. Murphy had a very good preseason, very good training camp. I called him an NFL caliber running back by the time the final roster cuts came around. With none of the Bills hurt, injured, long-term, I didn't think he was going to make the Bills roster, but I did insist that he was probably going to end up on another team's roster. To my knowledge, that hasn't happened yet, but he'll be on an NFL roster before the end of the season. Could be even Buffalo's if someone gets hurt in the Bills' locker room. So Marcus Murphy is a very good player. He just wasn't good enough to crack the top five running backs for the Buffalo Bills. And when you're playing that late in a preseason, in the fourth preseason game, it's really difficult for folks to to think you're going to make the roster. So thanks for your question, even if it was only two words, at Rumlings Q&A. The regular season is here. We're super excited for that. As always, call and leave your questions for next week's episode, 716-508-0405. Tweet us at Rumlings Q&A. Facebook, Instagram. You can leave comments in the comment section at buffalorumlings.com. We've got lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about as the Bills head into the 2019 NFL season, hopefully with a win over the division rival New York Jets on Sunday in week one at the Meadowlands. Go Bills! Right now, businesses are facing tough choices. Do you cut costs or drive growth? Solve for today or build for tomorrow? Do you satisfy your shareholders or satisfy your customers? The answer is yes. 
You don't have to choose. With the intelligent platform for digital business from ServiceNow, you can say yes to unifying your existing systems and yes to accelerating growth. Visit servicenow.com to see how we can help you put yes to work. The world works with ServiceNow.